I'm Damien Fowler. And I'm Eileen Sliffering. And welcome to this edition of The Current Podcast. This week, we sit down with Kate Cronin, the Chief Brand Officer for Moderna. Moderna is a biotech company based in Cambridge, Massachusetts that focuses on mRNA therapies and vaccines against a wide range of illnesses, including cancer, COVID-19 and the flu. Although the company was founded in 2010, it became a familiar brand name during the pandemic when it received full approval for its COVID-19 vaccine by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Since then, it's positioned itself to become a more commercial company and is opening up direct-to-consumer marketing channels using digital messaging to reach healthcare providers and patients alike. If you think about the healthcare landscape and where we are, we came out of a pandemic that changed everything. The pandemic turned every company into a healthcare company because companies were focused on the health and well-being of either their employees or their constituents or their customers. And that means hotels, airlines, travel, restaurants. It changed everything. And I think what happened is in a post-pandemic world, people are laser focused on health and wellness. And looking at Moderna, We are leaning into that new focus on health and wellness and new understanding of health and wellness. And so as a company, we're leaning in on educating the world about our technology and what we believe we're going to do to change the future of healthcare. And on that point, how has that impacted the way you go to market and the way you have rolled out marketing strategies? I understand it's a pretty big shift for the brand. For the first 10 years of Moderna's life, we were an R&D company. So we focused on research and development. That means we studied products in the lab, and we did not have any products commercialized. So we never took a product to market. When COVID struck, our CEO realized, hey, we have an opportunity with mRNA to see if our technology works against COVID. And the good news is it did. And so we're super proud of the fact that our first commercial product was for COVID, shot in the arms of billions of people around the world, literally prevented serious disease and hospitalization. And so that changed our company. And because the pandemic was the first time when people actually asked for a vaccine or knew their vaccine by name, you know, people would walk around and say, you know, I've got Pfizer or I got Moderna or whatever it was. And they were proud of the fact that they got the shot to prevent COVID. And so there was instant brand recognition. So Moderna was not a household name until the pandemic. And suddenly became a global brand. Everybody knew the name Moderna. And what everybody knew was Moderna was a company that manufactured a COVID-19 vaccine. What they didn't know is everything else that we were doing. And so I was hired in the middle of the pandemic to start educating around who is Moderna, what is our brand, what do we stand for, what's our identity, and how do we reach consumers about the future of mRNA technology and where we're going beyond COVID. That's been the the focus. And that's not just for healthcare providers. People were getting it from pharmacists. They were not going to the doctors to get shots. So it was a very much of a consumer-driven market. And because it was consumer-driven, that's where I was leaning in on my focus on consumers and educating them about mRNA. So many people had it in their arms. Did they know exactly what it did and why should they care? We started changing the dynamic in terms of how we reach our audiences. Would you mind defining what mRNA is? I know it's in the name of the company, Moderna. Interestingly, the agency that I worked at named Moderna. It's basically about mRNA, and mRNA is known as messenger ribonucleic acid. 
An mRNA is a molecule that contains a set of instructions or a recipe, if you will, that directs cells to make a protein using the body's natural machinery to fight disease or prevent disease. And that's really what it is. It's a set of instructions. And if you think about Moderna, the name, we came up with Moderna because it's modern. We believe we're going to transform medicines, but it has RNA at the end. So it was very, it was a very nice play on modern and then RNA. So Moderna. A perfect brand name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked out. It worked out really well. Do you think COVID and vaccine awareness opened up new direct-to-consumer channels? Do you think it's good timing with immunization season? So I think COVID definitely opened up new channels. And here's why. People started to really care about vaccination in ways they never did before. During the pandemic, you weren't able to go out. You weren't able to see your friends. You weren't able to see your family. Getting the vaccine meant everything. And getting the vaccine meant you were able to live your life again. And so you cared about that vaccine. And you wanted to know who makes this vaccine. You wanted to know what's in this vaccine and why is it letting me get back to my life? How does it work? How does it all work? I mean, imagine, you know, pre-pandemic when you would get your flu shot. People get their flu shot. It's great. And you just know you're going to prevent flu. In the pandemic world, you got your COVID shot and it meant everything to you. And so there became this loyalty to the brand that started. You know, you never knew who manufactured your flu shot. Generally speaking, you just generically asked for a flu shot. But when COVID struck and you'd get your booster, you'd say, well, I got Moderna before, so now I want my Moderna booster. And you were loyal to Moderna. A fandom was created. How do we build on that? People who are fans want to know, like, how do I interact with this company? And, you know, what's next? And when we launch a flu vaccine or a combination COVID flu vaccine, we want people to understand, oh, that's the company that brought me the COVID shot. I understand mRNA and I understand what I'm putting in my body. As you know, there was a lot of debate and discussion about these new vaccines and can they be trusted? And the reality is, if you understand the technology and that it's a set of instructions and it's teaching your body to fight, you understand that this new technology is effective and tolerable and there are, it was generated with safety in mind. As we move into new categories, it's the same methodology and it's not a new chemical entity. It's just a new set of instructions. And that's why we think it's important for people to understand it. So as we launch new products, they don't have to understand the intricacy, but the general gist of how it works. How would you say Moderna is going about fusing this education in with its marketing strategy? So knowing that, we want to reach folks and educate them. We lean in on this idea of education and entertainment, which I'm calling edutainment. People retain more when they're being entertained, I think. And so with that in mind, we're reaching people where they are. So instead of lecturing consumers about, you know, you need to get vaccinated, we spend more time engaging with them when they're at sporting events or when they're at concerts, reaching them when they're having fun and they're open to hearing more. So for example, at the U.S. Open, we sponsored it two years in a row. And as a sponsor, we also have a booth and we're able to engage with consumers at the booth. They can download a QR code, they can sign the lens, which is something that champions do. And then they, we create a boomerang they can use on social media. And then they can become part of the Moderna community where people are able to opt in and say, yeah, I want to hear more from Moderna. Same thing with the iHeart Music Festival. And we actually had wristbands where they could download a QR code, find out where they can get their vaccine. So go to vaccines.gov. And also Ryan Seacrest did some informational podcast stuff for us. And he announced the concert and 
you know, announced this idea of stay healthy, stay up to date, get your vaccine. Bringing this model in, we also looked at habits of consumers. And there are people who are religious about getting their flu shot. Those are the people where you say, well, if you're religious about getting your flu shot, how do we make sure you also get your COVID shot? And the CDC says it's safe to get your flu and your COVID shot at the same time. In terms of compliance, it's easier to get that message and say, while you're at the pharmacy getting your flu shot, get your COVID shot. And then you don't have to go back for another visit. And that increases compliance as well. The future for COVID is going to be very similar to flu. Once a year, get your flu shot, get your COVID shot, and then you don't have to get another one until the next year. That's for most people. I think for the highly immune compromised or the elderly, there might be a boost needed in the spring, but the current recommendation is once a year. It's fascinating to hear you talk about, you know, using sports, using music, celebrities, you know, to reach audiences. And I know that Moderna has taken this omni-channel approach using these very tailored messages. And I know your CCO talked about this as a priority. Could you talk a little bit more about that omni-channel approach across different digital channels is an effective way of reaching, I mean, an audience of potential patients, I suppose, is the way of putting it. We're in a world where the channels where people get their information has exploded. 10 years ago, we didn't have Instagram, TikTok. Pharma traditionally would use DTC advertising. And so we look specifically at our audiences and where they are, where do they get their information, including inline broadcast TV. I mean, a lot of older people watch you know, shows like CBS This Morning, if you think about. When I find myself watching CBS This Morning, I sort of realize I'm, I'm, I've hit a certain age. But uh, <laughs> we also do media buys based on where we have sponsorships. So we did a whole thing with series of ads with ESPN where we did a change maker campaign where we celebrated change makers. So last year we celebrated Billie Jean King. This year we did creative that celebrated Arthur Ashe. Again, Moderna is really associating ourselves with change makers because we believe we are change makers in the healthcare industry, which is part of our platform. Now Moderna has to work directly with healthcare professionals. Would you say the same channels to reach consumers are also just as beneficial, perhaps, in reaching those healthcare professionals? Healthcare professionals, they get a lot of their information through journals and studies. And I like to say the number one journal that physicians read is the Wall Street Journal. So we really push out our data and our clinical trial information through earned media. And also specific to physicians, there are medical meetings and associations where they get their information. But we've been incredibly transparent as a company. When we get new data out, we issue a press release, we call top journalists, let them know. We offer up our executives and our doctors as spokespeople to share the information and spend more time with the journalists. This has been like this through the entire pandemic. And I think that's one thing about Moderna is we are incredibly open and transparent with everything in our data. And so I think earned media is the fastest way to get information out. Once you issue a press release, you're able to talk to the media directly and then folks trust the media and they're going to give an unbiased, objective story. Now, I know during COVID, like social media was full of disinformation regarding COVID and it was a challenge for any company. Do you feel that disinformation is still a big challenge? As a company, we need to focus on what we do well, which is deliver the science and deliver the information and education around the science. We've struggled with disinformation about Moderna and about our executives. And we look at that through the lens of what can we change and what should we change and what do we just need to leave alone because we're never going to be able to change. We then focus on education. We also did some things with kind of debunking myths. We actually hired somebody to do some work with our employees on 
pre-debunking myths versus facts and getting our edu- our employees educated on here's some things you're going to be hearing about on the internet or from friends and family. And here are a set of facts that you can use to debunk some of the things that you might be hearing so that our employees are better armed with information and can be good ambassadors for the brand. No, I guess, you know, other biotech companies must also be kind of lockstep with you in the sense of that myth or debunking or myth busting. But at the same time, I'm wondering, you know, about the space and your sense of place in it. How do you think about the space? So we are very different from a pharmaceutical company in that we are a platform technology company. So when you look at competitors, we don't really see pharma as competitors. We see ourselves as a unicorn because we are a platform technology company. An analogy would be Apple with the iOS system. And Apple's iOS system is basically everything runs off of iOS. And when you have a new app, it's off of the iOS. So it's updates to the iOS. We look at our mRNA platform the same way. We have mRNA platform technology. And whenever we have a new product, new vaccine, new therapy, it's basically like an updated app to the iOS system. So we take that iOS, we recode for a new product using mRNA, and then we tweak it based on the needs. So for example, we have a flu vaccine that we're studying. We had to tweak it because we're working off of one system and we're basically recoding the product. We were able to update it very quickly and study a newer version of it. And then that's the one that we're going to be continuing to study and hopefully, you know, launch. It's very unusual because when a pharma company has a product, it's a new chemical entity. They call it an NCE. They test it. If it fails, it's done. It's over. They have to start over again. We don't start over again. We can tweak and modify very quickly. So we have agility in a platform. Yeah, that's a fascinating analogy. And at the same time, you know, you're creating these new products and you obviously have to give them brand names too. I know that the COVID vaccine isn't isn't now Spikevax, right, for instance. So it's an interesting conundrum. As I said earlier, the pandemic made Moderna a household name. So now we're out of the pandemic and we're in an endemic market. In an endemic market, you have to have a brand name. I wanted to name it Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. And they don't let you do that. They won't let you do that. You have to call it something. So the team came up with Spikevax. But we couldn't just call it Spikevax because no one's going to know what Spikevax is. So we call it Spikevax by Moderna. If you think about consumer branding overall, there's this idea of a branded house or you have a house of brands. We are a combination or a hybrid of a branded house and a house of brands. So hybridizing it is making sure the company name is included because everyone knows our name and also attaching it to a product name. And then there are other ways to connect the dots in terms of the brand. So we have little M that shows up. And then just in terms of the architecture, the visual architecture works when you have different products that you're launching. Because we want people to know when they see it, they go, oh, that's a Moderna product. So Buy Moderna is very intentional in terms of how we brand. Can you tell us a little bit about what the Spike Facts by Moderna campaign looks like? Spike Facts by Moderna is our branded campaign, and it's about all the things you do with your body. You know, you exercise that body, you provide nutrients to that body, you spike backs that body. And so just normalizing what you do with your body. It's just like you want to keep your body healthy and you want to live your life and do all the things you do with that body, spike backs that body. We also say, you know, you flu shot that body, spike backs that body. Now, what has aligned with kind of the rise of healthcare data and general consumer interest in their healthcare has also been the rise of retail media and data. Being that Moderna is going direct to consumer, how important 
is retail data to its vaccine marketing? We look at data and analytics. That's something that drives everything that we do. If you think about COVID vaccines, we're able to look on a weekly basis and see how many people are getting shots in arms, where are they getting the shots, all the way from when it goes to the wholesaler to when it's shipped to the retail pharmacies. We have a good sense of the penetration of the market in terms of vaccination. And we can see regionally attitudes as well. You know, where are people inclined to get a vaccine? Where are they on the fence? And so we're able to target our efforts and educational efforts in markets where we think we can move the needle and where we can get people to understand the importance of going and getting their vaccine. We work closely also with the retailers, the CVSs and the Walgreens of the world who are working with us to educate and we use their channels as well to make sure that when people are in the store, they are hearing information about staying up to date with their COVID-19 vaccine. So super important to have that information. It's also important to know where are their outbreaks of COVID, how many outbreaks there are, what are the hospital, what are the weekly hospitalization rates? Because COVID continues to be quite serious. People are still getting sick, unfortunately. And so we're monitoring that as well. And that informs a lot of our marketing efforts also. Do you think there's still more work to be done in the sort of educating the consumer about the virus? I mean, I've heard people say, well, I've had COVID or I've had my COVID shot, so that I, therefore I have antibodies. I don't need to get a shot. I mean, I, how do you think about these different cohorts? There's the people who, who are going to go and get vaccinated. There are the folks who are hearing misinformation and saying, you know, I'm just not sure. Should I? I've already had COVID. So those are the people we really need to lean in on because we need them to understand. We just need to do our part and educate people on that. And then there's the the vaccine fatiguers. That's a new category. This is a new category based on COVID. I mean, vaccine fatigue is not anti-vax. Vaccine fatigue is someone who did the right thing. They went every time. They got all their shots and they're tired of getting shots. They're tired of being told they need to get another vaccine. And those are folks who are, you know, they want to do the right thing, but they're just, they're tired of it. The market has changed. It's a one shot, not a booster system anymore. You get one shot, just like flu, and then you go back the next year. Them understanding that is important too, because then they know that the vaccination plan is normalized. We've been focused on this idea of stay up to date, stay vaccinated. Our campaign is called No Time for 19, the unbranded campaign. Get your flu shot, get your COVID shot, stay healthy. And that's the focus. So we don't even mention spike backs. And that's intentional because we are all about market growth in terms of get people vaccinated and a rising tide floats all boats. That's very different from a very branded campaign where you're leaning in on product attributes versus your competitors. In this particular case, we're more about getting people into the pharmacy and getting their vaccine. So that's our focus. And that's it for this edition of The Current Podcast. We'll be back next week, so stay tuned. And if you love this podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. While you're at it, check out our other show, The Current Report, our weekly roundup of what's happening in the world of digital media. The Current Podcast is produced by Wonder Media Network. Our theme is by Love and Caliber. The Current team includes Chris Brooklier and Kat Fessy. And remember, edutainment, people retain more when they're being entertained. We're reaching people where they are. We spend more time engaging with them when they're at sporting events or when they're at concerts, reaching them when they're having fun and they're open to hearing more. I'm Damien. And I'm Elise. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>